0: Welcome to vinylize. I'm Mark Sykes. And I'm Paul McCormick. Here's the rundown. Each week, one of us picks an album. We have seven days to listen to it, and then we talk about it. Hopefully the conversation's fun, informative, and it inspires you to listen to the album and vinylize. At the end, Paul and I enter the musical Thunderdome, where 13 songs enter this week and one song leaves. 13 songs enter, one song leaves. And the song goes to our epic vinylized playlist on Spotify. Let's drop the needle on this week's album.
1: Vinylize and send it to me. Realize the songs that set you free. Jagged Little Pill. I'm excited about this one, man. So Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill.
0: Now on Sundays, you usually uh, have a little fun uh, letting me know what the album's going to be.
1: hmm And I just want to say on that note, you know what? For those listening, um, check out our description of Vinylize. And there's always going to be a little drop-down menu for you to listen to the album as well. So if you want to start listening to the album before or during our podcast, check that out. Because it's it's, uh, really good and you're going to enjoy it. Especially when we're, like,
0: breaking down each song or how the album, like... Falls out.
1: Yeah, exactly. You might be like, "What the heck are these guys talking about?" I don't know. We'll check it out. It's uh, in the description. Uh, Finalize. Drop it down. You can also find the epic playlist there. So the year is nineteen ninety five. What, what was your yeah? What kind of car was your parents driving then? Oh, I think it was like a Chrysler minivan. I thought it, not the Dodge Neon. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh.
0: There might have been a Neon in there too, but there was definitely um, there was definitely a Chrysler minivan, and and so. Um, Alanis Morissette brings out this album and it it slowly starts to gain more traction and it becomes a huge, huge success.
1: Yeah, and this is uh one of those albums that I always had on heavy rotation. Now I, I wasn't also I didn't tell many people about that. I think as a guy that was almost like a guilty pleasure, right? Um I would hang out with my buddy Dave, we'd shoot pool in, in his house, and right. that was one of the CDs we just kept listening to over and over that and presidents of the united states of america amazing album. yeah so that's kind of yeah both of those are great albums they're they're fun they're good um and you know f- funny enough listening to Jag little pill it's easy to listen to front to back in my opinion and the lyrics are powerful but uh, i didn't have a lot to really connect with that album i just really enjoyed the music i, I would agree i
0: mean it's I wonder if we're even qualified to talk about this album. You know, like when, so like you send me this video on Sunday and I'll be your mom for a second. Are you driving when you're sending me these videos? Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) I'm kidding. We're friends now. We're friends. So he's in a parking lot. I'm joking. He's in his car. He's in a parking lot. And he sends me this video like, uh, what did you say? Like, this artist is from Ottawa. Yeah. Um, big influence in music
1: in the 90s. Yeah. And then, you, 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 and then you're like, can you guess what it is? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> you're, that's it. Yeah. Driving uh, was also the hint because in one of Alanis' videos, she's driving during wintertime. Uh, and you know what? I want to send you this album because it's Ottawa. You know what? A lot of people in Ottawa have some kind of connection to Alanis. And it's kind of funny because if I talk to people, and I've talked to a few people this week about Final and I drop them a hint and they, they have, I, Mark, I did a study this week. Okay. This, okay. this is a hundred percent accurate. Three out of four people have some kind of connection, whether it's directly or indirectly to Alanis Morissette. Yeah. They either had parents uh, that lived near her or somebody that was babysat by her or somebody that was drinking with her. Trust me, man. Everybody's got a story around here. like this is no lie she is one of the biggest canadian artists in the
0: history of music
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know she sold 33 million copies of this album worldwide and um it's actually one of the highest selling records of all time you know what i mean yeah and and to say that she's from canada that's amazing what she did um, for the music industry, and for artists who are coming up. Like if you talk to people like Pink or Avril Lavigne or Katy Perry, yeah. um, these are artists that would probably say, you know, I heard this album at a certain point in my you know musical career yeah. and it changed my thinking,
1: it made me want
0: to be like her, it
1: influenced my music. So You, you know Katy Perry, um, Glenn Ballard, who helped Alanis write this album, he actually got Katy Perry her start. He saw, no. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, heard her playing guitar and said she's she's gonna be something. And yeah, but you're right about Atlanta's paving the way for um, a lot of female solo artists. At the time, it was hard for her to make a break because I think a lot of record labels were dropping her, saying, "You know what? We already have enough. We've got Tori Amos, um, Shania right. O'Connor." We don't need mm-hmm. another female artist, and we're certainly not going to play two female artists back to back on the radio, which is sad yeah that's it like, sucks. yeah
0: that's embarrassing, it's embarrassing that it was like that. and then you know you have some amazing um, other female artists from Canada. you have like Jan Arden, you have Sarah McLaughlin. Uh, this is around the time when either Lilith Fair had just started or it was about to begin. Mm-hmm. so um, she's riding this wave. But let's go back. Let's go back a second. So this is actually her third album, but it's the first one with her full name. So on the other two albums, she's just Alanis, and it's a different record deal, and her other two albums are more poppy. Her first album does very well. Mm -hmm. Her second album sells half, and then the record label is like, okay, we're good. We don't need to be with you anymore. So she's kind of lost. She's at the end of her teens. She doesn't have her contract. She finishes high school. She moves to Toronto. She did a bit of TV. She did a bit of TV. Um, And then she somehow meets Glenn Ballard, right? I think the record label kind of sets them up together somehow.
1: Uh, My understanding was that she went out to LA. She went to Toronto. And then, um, yeah, there's a connection that brought her out to LA. And she met Glenn Ballard out there. I wonder what
0: that was like. Like, is Glenn like... You know, it's almost like he's being called down to the principal's office and it's like, we're going to need you to, uh, you know, spend a little time working with this Alanis Morissette from Canada. And he's like, but dad, (laughs) you know, they're like, no, you need to go. And then he meets her and apparently it's like the universe connects. They
1: had a connection for sure.
0: Weren't they writing songs together like in the first like day? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they said. The
1: first 20 minutes they sat down um, and they wrote one of the songs. In fact, I think while she was there, they wrote 20 songs and 13 of those ended up on Jagged Little Pill.
0: Wow, that is, that's an incredible story. So, um, And then with the vocal performance from those recordings, they shop it around and then Maverick, which is a label, which is actually linked to Madonna. Madonna is one of the founders of that label, which is kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. Because Madonna was like, you know, breaking glass ceilings. Mm-hmm. and then Alanis Morissette comes out and her best album is the one where she's being the most true to herself, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. I really think that's cool. It's like, I'm not gonna write these pop songs that are fluff and don't mean anything. I wanna write, you know. I mean, the first song of the album is called All I Really Want. And it yeah. seems like all she really wants is to be true to herself, say her piece, use her instrument, and she's working with someone who respects that, who pushes her mm-hmm. forward. And, you know, enjoys the process just as much as she does.
1: I I think that her previous uh, fame or, you know, I think she got a Juno or two with, um, like you said, it was like a poppy kind of band. She got a couple Junos there, but she learned a lot. She learned the hard way, right, about the music industry, about rejection. Uh, And I think that's kind of what leads to anger as well that you hear throughout the album. Um, she, sure. she's drawing on those points. Even when she's 19 years old, she's drawing on that. And I think Glenn Ballard can also kind of, um, resonate with that. Imagine if she gave up,
0: imagine if she was just like, okay, I'm done. You know, I have my two albums. I'm going to stay in Ottawa. Nope. She finishes high school. She goes to Toronto and she goes to LA. It takes her a year to record this album with him. So they start recording in his studio in March of 1994 and it's not until April 1995 that the album is, is ready and done. It, that's a long time. Yeah. And so the album comes out as like a post-grunge pop rock alternative album. It builds up speed, so it ends up selling 33 million copies, like I said before. She's the first Canadian ever to get a double diamond in terms of sales. She's 21 years old, and she's the youngest person at the time to win album of the year at the Grammys. Didn't she win four Grammys that year? She was nominated for a ton. And actually, you know, we usually talk about, like, when did you first, you know, um, hear about Alanis Morissette? Mm-hmm. And so that was where I kind of picked up who she was. I remember watching that award ceremony. I remember seeing the video for You Ought to Know on that thing. I'm like, who is this person who's cleaning up all these awards? And And I also remember the videos. I think the videos were very monumental to her success because they were doing things that maybe other videos weren't Mm -hmm. and they were high in rotation on the Canadian video channels for music.
1: Yeah, You Ought to Know, I remember that one too. She's kind of singing in the ruins of an old house or something out in the desert. And I always wondered if that was uh, a subtle shot at Uncle Joey from Full House jamming jamming out in an empty house on the song that might be about him. Is that who it's about? Yeah. No. Yeah. He, he admitted, really? that, yeah, he, it's, uh, Glenn Ballard doesn't speak on it. I think Alanis may have alluded to it, but he's confirmed it. Wow. Yeah, what's his real okay, name? Is it Dave Coulier? Yes, Uncle cut Julie? it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to cut it out. Cut it out.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So now, now the pieces are coming
1: together on this vinylized episode. Okay. And let's talk about that same song, You ought to Know. Yep. Do you know some famous guitarists that are on that?
0: Okay, so yeah. yeah, okay, we can talk about this. So it's a vocal recording, and Glenn Ballard is pretty much just putting down like you know like rough tracks and like you know canned drums and stuff. And so when it's time to actually record with Maverick, they get Dave Navarro and Flea, yeah, the Red Hot Flea. Chili Peppers, and they're just told like you know, you know, come up with the music. It, he, Dave Navarro says it's kind of like doing a remix, mm-hmm. but they pretty much come up with that song, which is her breakout song amazing and 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 flea is renowned for doing this so there's other stories of flea like getting a call and like we're going to the recordio studio this weekend but our basis is sick can you learn our stuff and then come and play on it he's like yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that. So do, do, do they get a cut from that album? I
1: have like, no idea. He seems so cool in You're going to get 10 cents for the yeah. 33 million copies. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll do that.
0: Or is it just like a one and done,
1: you know? I don't know, man. I don't know, but Flea is super chill. It, you know, he's fun and uh, pretty cool to see them on there. And of course, uh, Taylor Hawkins, he he toured with them with Alanis for 18 months, drummer for Foo Fighters. And you can see in the videos, he is having a ton of fun. Yeah, he, he still has it too, right? Like, right. whenever you see him with any Foo Fighters on stage, man, these guys, they're loving life. They're having a good time. Uh, and they're the best musicians. You know, they're, they're the greatest. He may
0: not admit it, but that was his big break.
1: I think he admits you know, that it. That 18 he, months. He realizes it. And, and he says that she's such a phenomenal artist too. She was always on point uh he recognizes that the music industry at the time was very tough for a female solo artist to get into like that and gives her a lot of credit
0: that would have been a cool ride touring the world for 18 months do you on remember? an album that yeah. was just a super hit
1: do you remember uh, any of the other music videos that she had
0: yeah so uh the first music video she had six for this album and six singles uh, you Ought to Know was the first music video, then uh, Hand in My Pocket, yeah. which is uh, shot in a parade. Mm-hmm. And then the third music video was her most popular single for the song Ironic. Yeah. And then she had You Learn, which I, I I watched all the videos this week. I start to wonder who is making these videos because they kind of start to go downhill after that uh in my opinion and then uh you've got head over feet which is just like a really close up of her face you oh, know she too. doesn't even sing all the no, vo- I
1: know. vocals and she's talking to someone when it comes to the camera. chorus she doesn't even sing yeah. it so what's I up with that do you
0: think i think she's somewhere like on tour not in america and they're like we need another video this album is doing so well and they're like, okay, just put her in like a, like a dark room, put her face up to the camera. She can play the harmonica. Just do like 10 takes. We'll pick the best
1: one. I don't think there was 10 takes, man. I think that was one. I think it was it the might... lowest budget music video ever made. Yeah. And you know what? I remember that being on rotation on much music. That video? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was really popular. It was really popular. And then after, um, head over feet, it, uh, all I, all I really want, which is like a live music video of like shots from them being silly on the road you know them in hotel rooms and them being live and her jumping off stuff and so you know six music videos six singles and a ton of copies sold she made her mark
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i wonder if that was really hard to follow up on she's she's an aggressive writer She's authentic. It comes Mm -hmm. from the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, She's having fun with her lyrics, but she's also shocking you with her lyrics. And a few years later, she has to write a new album. And it doesn't really, for me, hit the mark. And I think that, you know, are you trying to reproduce the same thing? Or are you moving somewhere new? And I think her trip to India kind of tried to make her... create something new, but I don't know if the audience was ready for that. It it, it was well re- reviewed and it, it, it did well, but it wasn't a jagged little pill.
1: I it wasn't. I, and I haven't listened to that album, but I think just her and who she is mm-hmm. um, getting older after that experience. And like you said, going to India, she loves to explore other religions and see a common thread throughout them. She's a very spiritual person, very, very well read. And I think, If she's going to make a record, she's going to do what's meaningful to her. I don't think she's going to really care what other people are going to buy or like. She'll probably hope that they listen to it and hope that they get something out of it. But I think that might lead to, like you said, a a less successful album. Yes. And maybe she's okay with that, you know? Maybe she's like, hey, this is what I've made and this is what I like. There you go. Now, you got to admit to playing pool and listening to a lot of Alanis Morissette in
0: the late 90s. I'm actually a huge Alanis Morissette fan. I really are like you. Her. I think she's like. I think her vocals are amazing. Um, I was excited when you picked it. Um, I feel like as best friends, we didn't know this about each other. Would you admit that? Unsent is my one of my favorite uh, Alanis Morissette songs from the second album, and there's an unplugged album that has a really great version of head over feet which is the eighth track on jagged little pill mm-hmm. and she also does a cover of a sting song called king of pain it might be a police song okay um but it's great and when she's singing it, she calls herself the queen of pain hmm. if you haven't checked that out finalized listeners check out the unplugged version of alanis morissette after uh, she recorded two albums it's uh it's a it's a great listen
1: It was the 25th anniversary last year, 2020, of Jagged Little Pill. Crazy. Yeah, it's 25 years. I don't know, man. Um, And since then, you mentioned how great it's done. It's also gone on Broadway now. So they've got a Broadway show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But because of COVID and all that, it's obviously been shut down. But Mm. yeah, it's up for a bunch of Tonys. This album has been released multiple
0: times. So on the 10th anniversary, they did an acoustic release, which is a great new way to hear those songs if you love them. There's the 20th anniversary, which is a four-disc set, which actually puts the song that they record, like Glenn Ballard and her recorded, it's called The Bottom Line, first song they recorded together. It's on that four-disc anniversary album. It's the first song on the second disc. And then, like you said, they've recorded the 25th or they've re-released it as a 25th edition. What do you think? Do you think this album actually holds up or like, oh, you're listening to it this week? On. Are you like, I yeah. love it? Or are you like, mm, this is the a It still bit holds
1: up, of course. And you know how, to me, the test is when you talk to other people about this, they still, most people that I've talked to, they still get excited about it. They're like, oh, yeah, I love that CD. I love that album. Um, and they have the similar story test where they played it over and over again. I might
0: argue with you a little bit here. So I I love the album because I was in my youth when it came out and it it's like a soundtrack to that summer or that part of my life. Yeah. Um. I think if you handed this album to people who hadn't heard her, I don't know if it would, you know, do what it did for us because there's been so much music that came afterwards. Um. And some of the lyrics that she's having fun with, that are out there that were shocking you when you first heard the album, maybe don't land as sincere, you know, 25 years later for me.
1: I don't know, man. Cause you know, Taylor Swift just came to mind as you were saying all that. I'm like, she writes some good breakup songs about guys. Right. I'm like, I don't know if you asked her, I think she'd probably say, yeah, Alanis was, I think Alanis is still an influence. I think people still look back on her and her music and specifically Jagged Little Pill. And I think it holds up still. I really do. And I, but I hear what you're saying. I know it's not like today's music, but I don't think it's irrelevant. I'm on than... the fence. I've enjoyed it. Like, I think there's
0: been songs this week that have been stuck in my head, like the chorus in um, Not the Doctor, not the Doctor mm-hmm. has been stuck in my head all week. I mm-hmm. love that. Like visiting hours in 9 to 5. It's got a great build. I like it. Um, but I wonder if, you know if you, if you gave this to someone who's 15 right now and say, Hey, I want you to listen to this album.
1: Is it going to be the same as
0: other albums that are out there that are from the past?
1: Well, if any vinylized listeners out there have a 15 year old, please do this. Let us know. <laughs> I want to know uh, the test results. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we've talked a lot of
0: history. We've talked a lot of process. We've talked the videos yeah. who's in the band, who's writing the music, yeah. but we haven't really gotten into the meat and potatoes of the album. So it's 13 songs. It's 57 minutes long. Um, all I really want is the first song, and I love the harmonica. I love that she's having fun with the lyrics. She says that thing like, uh, "You're so petrified of silence. Here, can you handle this?" Yeah, I love and then that the too. The song
1: cuts out. Great. She's playing uh, that he, harmonica too. Do you know that she's playing? Amazing. That harmonica. I musician. I got
0: a. I got a. Sp- There's a spot in my heart for the harmonica, and when I hear it in a song, I'm just like, "Yes." I always and wish then I I could- tried to
1: play the harmonica, and I'm like, "This is hard." I know. That's one. Maybe that's a bucket list thing for me. Is Really take a good try at learning how to play the harmonica. I don't know.
0: You got you got seven days. <laughs> and then you got to play it on next week's episode. Um, and then You Ought to Know is a breakup song, which you said it was about Dave uh, Coulier. Yeah, Uncle down. Joey. But I was thinking it would be funny to like have a video from the guy's perspective, you know, when she's like, and I'm here. And like, you know, you're hanging out with your buddy and you're like, oh my God, she's here and to remind you. And you're like, oh my God, what is she wearing? Like she's like wearing like black leather and her mascara is all messed up. Um, I just, (laughs) I can just think of,
1: you know, you're at the grocery store. I'm here. Dave's not here right now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Oh my God. I just, I
0: just, I think that that's a funny perspective for that song. And then you have "Perfect," which is about pushy parents. It's it's kind yeah. of sad. You wonder if that's about her and Oof. her like upbringing. You know? I, I, yeah. What do you think? Probably, I do. I think that she's yeah. being so sincere and honest here. How do her parents hear that song and and how do they react? And, uh, yeah. you know, for the parents out there who are listening uh, to this vinylized session and, you know, they put their kids in high level sports or music or, you know, whatever, you know, maybe that makes them think, well, maybe I need to pull back a little bit. You know, you can't relive your childhood through your kids, right?
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's, it's important to guide kids in a direction, but if, you know, how far do you push them? And then, Hand in My Pocket is
0: just like, I think her having really a lot of fun with poetry. You know, okay. and then she throws out those jokes again, where she's like, got one hand in her pocket and she's smoking a cigarette, or playing the piano, or hailing a taxi cab. And when she plays it live, does she change that up? Really? I don't know. I'm asking. Oh like, no, you I know, don't know. I, don't I got know. one hand in my pocket, and I just got a hot dog from the stand or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to know if she changes it up.
1: Yeah, I, I, probably. You'd have to, yeah. eh?
0: Like if she's playing in Chicago, she talks about Chicago dogs or Chicago popcorn or
1: just to get that know. pop from the
0: crowd. Right. Oh, yeah. oh
1: what? <laughs> deep dish she's pizza. In <laughs> Go Cubs. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, right through you um, is like a glass ceiling about the music industry, which we did touch on that, you know, she's breaking through after this album comes out, but she's had a lot of headaches and heartache um, with, you know, male producers asking her to do things that don't necessarily have anything to do with music, which is really sad. Like this is well
1: before a me Too movement. Right. I love this song too, because it is direct and it's, it's very easy to understand. Whereas when I listen to one hand in my pocket, I'm like, I don't, it's very catchy. I like it. I'll sing all the lyrics. I really don't know what it's about, but, um, that others, the next song, what did you, um, right through you, right through you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, You know exactly what she's talking about. I wonder if you're that guy, that producer that was at that that luncheon, that meeting that forgot her name or didn't spell it right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Or you're scanning. Sorry. And and I think is that the other one? You're scanning the 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 liner for for the credits. Yeah, and the name's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: That's a lyric. And she writes on her third album, she talks, there's a song called Hands Clean, which is also about one of these relationships with someone who's older than her when she was starting in the music industry and the guy wants to wash his hands clean of her after she's become successful and don't tell anybody because it maybe wasn't legal. Mm. Um, So it's interesting that that story kind of keeps playing itself out in multiple songs, but it's her truth. And I think that's what people really liked. Yeah. She's being honest about her experience. She's not sugarcoating it she's not writing a pop song she's it this is where like the it's 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 grunge or it's it's post grunge it's alternative mm. rock yeah it's raw um, it's sincere yeah and, and mis mispronouncing her name like are they calling her Alanis? um Alanis Morissette Mor- Morissette you know you know when you have that friend who knows a lot about music and then you say the band name or an artist name and then they're like oh no are you talking about Alanis Morissette? You're like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Alanis Morissette. No, it's Alanis. Her album just came out, man. You need to listen to Alanis Morissette. Yeah. And then Forgiven is the sixth song, which is a, it's about the Catholic Church and it's mm-hmm. about how boys get away with certain things that that you know, she feels that that girls can't and there's, you know, a lot of pressure there for A lot of truth in origin. that song
1: too. I think that was absolutely based on a personal experience, right? If this was released on it
0: was released on CD, if it was released on vinyl and there were no such things as CDs, where's the break in the album? Oh, if you look at the track list, I think it's I think it's after, after Forgiven. I think that the first six songs have an anger yeah. to them, and yeah. there's this like raw energy coming out of the first six songs, and then after that, when you get to You Learn, it's a different album.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. so if you want to listen to just seven to 13 it's a different album um than one to six except for the end of the album starts to get a bit darker again where she goes to that person's house and she finds out that that person's cheating it almost like leads you into what could be the next album
1: and so on a cd do you think they because there's no break in it do you think they still arrange it in that way
0: i don't know but i just thought because it's vinylized and i was thinking if it was on vinyl where would the break be and Mm -hmm. i think that would be the place to do it after like song number six because forgiven kind of slows down, but it still has this like really serious tone. And then you get into you learn, which is kind of like, it feels like a teenager's writing the song about learning about life. She's super smart, but it's like, it's fun. You know, yeah. it's almost like that idea of like failing forward, like you fail, but when you fail, don't go back. Right. Fail forward. Like you lost your, you lost your record deal and you failed. But go to Toronto, go to L.A. Perseverance, right? with Glenn, Glenn Ballard, Don't you live, up. you learn. Yeah, yeah. And do the things that are fun, like you yeah. only live once. You got to take those risks. And Head Over Feet, song number eight, is probably one of, in my mind, one of the best 90s love songs. Whoa. I really like it. Um, I I used to make mixed CDs for my wife, and that song ended up on a couple of them, because I think it's just <laughs> a really great idea for a song. You know, she's falling in love. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in a way, for Alanis Morissette, it's not on her terms, but she's taken over by this relationship and she sees what this person is offering and she realizes that it's, it's a beautiful thing and it's a nice um, experience. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she's going to fall head over feet for it, even though something inside of her is telling her not to, probably because of all these other relationships, right, right. but she's going to have a chance to fall head over feet, which is a great feeling. You know, that's, that's magic. And then Mary Jane is number nine, which is another name for marijuana, but yeah. I don't know
1: if that's what the song I, is. I, again, this is another song that I listened to. I'm not really sure how to dissect it. it. Is it about marijuana? I, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm curious about that song. It's, it's probably my least favorite song on the album, if I have to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be one like after a bunch of listens, I could start clicking over. I'm not doing it on our week of vinylizing, but... I might start like clicking past it. And then you have Ironic, which is the biggest single. Oh. It's got this mu So we 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 were going back to music videos for a second. So you sent me this video, you're sitting in your car in the parking lot, and you're like, it's it's Alanis Morissette this week.
1: And you you kind of picking up on the music video. What do you think of that music video? I I I it's fun. I like it. It's like if you haven't seen the video, check it out. It's Alanis times four in the car. So she's in the driver's seat, the passenger seat, and the taking up the two back seats. And each one of them is singing the lyrics and they're all kind of having fun, tapping the the one in the back, is tapping the one in the front on the shoulder. And then it gets really out of control. And the one in the front passenger seat, she opens up the window and starts climbing out, Mark. Yes. I'll tell you, the 90s was a wild time. They're driving down the highway and she's getting out of the moving car. Alanis, what are you doing? We need you. Don't do that. (laughs) and it, i i don't know if it was three stunt doubles in that car and they did a really good job i don't know how they do that. that's the magic of tv i'll never learn it but uh i was worried <laughs> when i saw but, that there's there's no wires nothing she's just climbing out of the car but, And at the very end of the video <laughs> her car breaks down right don't why are you spoiling it for everybody?
0: Well, I want to talk about this. So the 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 <laughs> car breaks down at the end, and when you pan out, there's actually no one else in the car. What do you make of that? So I don't know, but you know this whole idea of ironic. I listen to this song. Um, it starts to make me not know what irony is. It confuses okay.
1: me. Thank you. Me too. I was going to ask you because and you then, are always in tune with this stuff. You're very and poetic maybe, and smart. N- Maybe the irony is that the song is not actually
0: really capturing irony, or maybe the song should actually be called Coincidental Minor Inconveniences, (laughs) you know, like it raining on your wedding day or whatever. Yeah. But then I think that might be the title of her second album. Oh my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's something else. It's like former infatuation junkie, but Coincidental Minor Inconveniences, right? (laughs) Like. Um are it's what's what she's talking about in the song, and everyone can relate and they find it fun and she's having fun with the lyrics again. And
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: there you go. And, and I remember
1: and, listening to that song. I you know, it, each line she says, you're kind of like, Oh yeah, that would be the worst. Oh, that's terrible. Right. Oh right. <laughs>
0: guy. So we've pretty much broken down the album. I would say that I I really love the chorus on You're Not the Doctor, and then you have the wake-up song. And you have a, a remix of You Oughta Know, and then the 90s hidden song. CDs could have a hidden song.
1: Wait, time out. There was a hidden song on this? Yeah, yeah. So the
0: last track on the album is eight minutes long. And after the remix of You Oughta Know, it's about someone who goes into someone's house who they've been dating, and they're like in their shower, and they're having fun in their house. And it starts like, you know, I'm going to sing in your shower, dance in your shower, and yada, yada, yada. And then they find a note that's not written by her. And she realizes that this person has been cheating. So she goes through all the steps of what she was doing in this person's house again. Yeah. But in like like a melancholy way. Like I'm crying in your shower now. And I, you know. Is it a slow I've song? Left, I've left tears in your bed. You know, I've left salt in your bed. Oh, and boy. Like, Is yeah, it a slow yeah. song? Uh, it's... You know what? It's it's artistic. You gotta you gotta. I can't to believe I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, you gotta stay right to the end, man. Thanks for dropping some knowledge on me, man. That's why you're this, my best friend. This is why we vinylized.
0: This <laughs> is why we. I'm <laughs> mind know, blown. Think about how many things have happened since we started this. Like I start to get these like posts on my my internet threads of like ramen noodle guitars being built. <laughs> <laughs> you know, friends are coming. And like, who I haven't talked to in a while, being like, "Oh, I, I I liked what you said about this. Check out, you know, this music reviewer, or here's a new song you need yeah. to listen to." And that's what Vinylize is all about. Um, back in the day, Tuesday was music day. You'd get your new album. You had seven days to listen to it before you got a new album. So you wanted to, you know, consume that album. Let's get to the point in the show where we start talking about our epic playlist. Which song needs to go on the epic playlist?
1: Okay, now listen, um, I think I know what mine's going to be. I think I know what yours is going to be. Ooh, okay. And that's just the power of the best friends. When you're best friends with somebody, you can almost read each other's minds. And so, that's why. I I, gotta know. So, (laughs) on three, we're going to say the best song of this album. Whoa. We're going to say it at the same time. Yeah, it's going to come through in stereo. Okay. Right? Wait, is it the
0: best song on the album, or the song I'm
1: putting on the on the on the epic playlist? We're gonna say it on three. Ready? Oh God! Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Hand Hand in my pocket. Uh, (laughs) Oh no, no. no. Oh, I knew it was a body part. I could. I
0: I I think that's one of those songs that was really good in '95, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't hold up to the test of time. And yes, it definitely makes people notice Alanis Morissette. But it's I don't think it's her best song, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Head over feet. Uh, well
1: that's that's a I low budget that. video. You went with the low budget video. I went with the low budget video. You know what? I like well, I like that. It's, song, it's, for real.
0: it's a romantic song and it's like capturing the idea of like the nice side of love. It is. Yeah. Um so call me a hopeless romantic. But I could also be swayed to put like you learn on the on the epic playlist, too, because it's just like that fun, like, you know,
1: I'm here, I'm I'm doing my thing, but I wouldn't pick you out of no. said hand in my pocket. Oh, Oh, you said hand in my pocket. Hand in my pocket. But ought to know is also amazing. Maybe that'll make the B-sides. I don't know. Maybe I need maybe when we say the thing at the same time, I need to
0: listen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was just listening to my idea. Um, I don't know where to go here, to be honest with you. I know it's not my album this week, so I get the final say. Um, You Learn and Head Over Feet are, like, tied for me for this week, to be honest with you. I like the idea of putting, like, a romantic love song, but those don't always go on great playlists all the time. And I also like the idea of, like, a really fun, like, this is how you live your life to the fullest. You live, you learn. Yeah. So, because I get to, like, trump yours, hand in my pocket, Uh um, If you had to choose between those two, which would you choose?
1: Listen, I see what you're doing here. This reverse psychology mind judo trick. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) This indecisiveness. No, no. Go with your gut. Go with what you feel, man.
0: Just Um, in in terms of a song that stayed with me for like 25 years, I'm going to say Head Over Feet. And I really like this song in a bunch of different Mm -hmm. ways that she's recorded it, whether it's like Unplugged or on this album. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't love the music video, but I like yeah. the idea that the song is putting out there that you can fall in love. Uh, it doesn't necessarily always have to be on your terms, but you know, if if it's if the person is treating you right, the way you should be treated in a relationship, take a chance and go for it because that type of love can be magic.
1: I think this episode was magic, buddy. Um, What do you say? We're gonna wrap it up. We'll pick another album. Yeah, yeah, with
0: another song added to our epic playlist on Spotify. This definitely brings us to the end of this week's Vinylized session, "Jagged Little Pill." We want to thank Alex, our producer, for putting the show together and pushing all the right buttons. Boop boop boop. You rock, dude. (laughs) We'll talk to you when we pick another album and we tempt you to Vinylize.